your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. National Breastfeeding Awareness Week is kicking off with a number of events happening locally. But is progress being made around breastfeeding in Limerick? Well, our own Sandra Quinn of Live 95 News is uh, with us to chat about it as a mother who is breastfed. And Laura McHugh, who is the HSE's National Breastfeeding Coordinator. Good morning to both of you. Sandra, how do you describe the experience as a mum in Limerick of breastfeeding? I suppose, firstly, I obviously chat to friends and family about their experiences, and I will say that Limerick is fantastic in comparison with other counties. There is just wonderful support. Um, Limerick itself is a breastfeeding city. There are a lot of initiatives in place, and the programmes in the maternity hospital in Limerick are brilliant. The support I got there was just second to none on both of my boys. Right, because I remember before Limerick was a breastfeeding city, we used to get some horror stories from mothers about the sort of things that would go on when they tried to breastfeed. You know, thankfully, I've never had a negative experience. I'm really thankful of that. And I actually don't know anybody who has. And I wonder, is it a generational thing as well, that a lot more women are breastfeeding and they're breastfeeding in public? And I suppose one thing is, you know, fashion. <laughs> if you see somebody um, in something currently fashionable, that could be a lot more revealing than somebody feeding a baby, to be quite honest. You're not going to see anything with someone feeding a baby. Right. That is transformational, though. As I say, I'd say certainly not more than 10 years ago, we would get calls when we discussed this topic where some of the things said to women, uh, the lack of facilities, frankly, their treatment was nothing short of appalling in some instances. Yeah, thankfully we have come an awfully long way. I would say people are generally very supportive. Um, what I find quite lovely, actually, is if you're breastfeeding in public and, you know, you're just feeding the baby, you're happy out, and sometimes a man might pass you by, um, might be about the same age as me or a little bit older, and you do like a little encouraging nod, and you know that his wife or partner breastfeeds as well. <laughs> and you know that he's kind of like, oh, for a play to you, but he doesn't want to make a thing out of it, you know. <laughs> And that's definitely something you would not have seen 10 years ago. And even, you know, my husband would chat to other other men about whether or not his, his wife is breastfeeding. And again, you just would not have had that conversation. So you think there's definitely a generational shift? I do, yeah. And all for the better. I mean, it's not something you should be hiding. It's not something you should feel awkward about. Breastfeeding is perfectly natural. It is very convenient. I mean... For one thing, Joe, I am very lazy. <laughs> I'm really not sure I have the time or the resources to be making bottles. Whereas when I was breastfeeding, all I needed was a month and cloth and the baby and me. That was it. And for me, that suited because it meant when they woke for a night feed, I just had to get up out of bed, feed, go back to sleep. You know, there was none of the faff, I suppose, which for me, it just didn't. It wouldn't have suited my lifestyle. It wouldn't have suited the way I... Uh, I mean, I work in a deadline-driven environment in news, obviously. I like to get things done quickly. Breastfeeding is definitely one of the things you can get done quickly. Okay, that's really interesting. So for you, Sandra, it was all upside. It was. It was great. Um, now, I mean, it was... It, 
like, okay, it's very glib to say it was great. Like with Noah, he's three and a half now. It was hard at the start. He had a tongue tie, um, which meant that he couldn't feed properly. He wasn't gaining weight. And I was into hospital infantility every single week with the lactation consultant there. And they were amazing. And that was all included in my care. I didn't have to pay anything extra for it. And there were support groups. It was just brilliant. Now, I mean, as I say, I had a hard time. I was pumping and I was feeding. Uh, it was just a combination of the two until we got the tongue tie fixed. And it was very stressful because he wasn't gaining weight. So there was an awful lot of the, you know, the doubt, the worry, the am I doing the right thing? Am I being a bad mother by wanting to breastfeed? Should I just give a bottle? Do you know, because doubt is an awful thing. So support is really important. And that's why the support of the hospital is so vital. Because it was when I had those moments of anxiety and doubt, there was a whole team of people there to say, no, you're, you're perfectly fine. And this is what you can do. And we can help you with position or we can help you with latch. Or maybe you need to use these tools to help them feed initially. And then, you know, eventually we got off all of the different things I was using to assist me and I mean he ended up feeding until he was 14 months old uh, just a month before his brother was born <laughs> so quite busy right. and then Sam um, was just a whole other Do you think that without the support that you've outlined you mightn't have succeeded? I do to be honest yeah it is very hard and it can be very isolating and I think you need support you need education you need awareness you need somebody who you can pick up the phone to and say, look, I'm having a problem. Please help me. And that is exactly what they do in Limerick. I mean, they're just so helpful. They're absolutely wonderful. And I mean, like with my second son, thankfully things were easier, but it's just, it's the luck of the draw. There's nothing to say, you know, there was problems with Noah, but not for Sam for any particular reason. I was just lucky. And I mean, Sam latched on immediately. Like while I was lying on the bed recovering from the C-section, he was great. And then he continued to feed up until two months before he turned two. Um, so, you know, it was fantastic. I've had two, what I would consider long breastfeeding journeys in that they went until the child wanted to stop and until I was happy as well. But I absolutely think support is key. Is there any tension, do you think, between mums who choose not to breastfeed and those who do? A little bit, unfortunately. Um, it does seem to be kind of a, a one-upmanship um, that comes into play, which is really sad because it just shouldn't be there. I mean, we're all mothers, whether new or, you know, to subsequent children, and we should all just be, you know, chatting and working together. There's no reason to compete over what way you feed your baby. Um, breastfeeding is fantastic, and it is the best option, in my opinion, and from my experience. But there's no, I would never, ever say to some, a woman who is bottle feeding, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, if someone says breastfeeding didn't work for them, I will always say, oh, what happened? Or, you know, what did you find that went up against you, the difficulty? And I'll kind of say, oh, right, well, you could have tried this or maybe you could try that. Because when they have the next child, they'll remember that. And they'll kind of go, oh, yeah, well, maybe I should bring this person. Or maybe I should give that another go. Because a lot of it boils down to just not having the information and the support to keep going. Right. I, I mean, when you know, groups of women might be talking about this, and I'm not suggesting, you know, that it's the only subject that groups of women talk about by any means. <laughs> but is there, can there be an awkward silence from one or two? Or, or as I say, somebody says something and maybe someone else reacts to it and says, well, that isn't exactly my experience. Or actually, there's another way of looking at it. 
Yeah, I don't find it's kind of a point of friction, no. Um, what I find is that when people, you know, to be honest, you only really get chatting about it if somebody is having an issue. And in that case, I think it's great. And whether that issue is with the formula they're feeding or the type of latch, um, you know, how the baby is latching and how they're feeding, I think it all boils down to the same thing. The mother is stressed and worried and needs a bit of support and someone to say, it's all right, you're doing a great job, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. really, you know, I think that's what it all boils down to. Yeah, we're chatting to our own Sandra Quinn as a mother who was breastfed. And Laura McHugh, as I mentioned, is the HSE's National Breastfeeding Coordinator. Uh, good morning to you, Laura. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Sandra. I, 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 I assume you were quietly cheering there in the background, were you, at some of the things that Sandra had to say? <laughs> Sandra is a, is, was a really example of how complex this area is. Lots of people need help at the start. Like breastfeeding is certainly... A journey, um, you know, it can get be tricky to start. To start babies and mams are hardwired to breastfeed. Thankfully, it's all um, it's all natural, but it does take a little bit of figuring out in the early days. It is. Well, can I can I just touch on that for one second? I mean, is that mm. part of the dilemma here, uh, and maybe as you say, the education that because it's it's presented in exactly the way you suggest. You know, it's hardwired and natural. That difficulties around it can alienate women. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first couple of weeks, certainly it is, you know, it is figuring out. Everyone wants to do their best for their baby. And certainly, you know, we live in a, a formula feeding culture in Ireland. So there's not as much experience within families and communities. So as Sandra said, you know, there's a lot more people breastfeeding now, but they might be the first in their family. They could be the first in their friends. So it can be a little bit of a lonely time. So that's why I suppose the likes of RHSC Breastfeeding Week is really trying to show people where there is help and where there is advice and where there is support that any mother can get to actually help them along that um, that journey. Because there's nothing like meeting another parent um, who's going through the same thing as you at the same time to just give, give you that little bit of extra confidence. And certainly those early weeks is where, you know, some people, breastfeeding just doesn't work out for them or they are, you know, it can make the real difference in actually, you know, being able to breastfeed for as long as you wish or maybe giving up sooner than you, um, you know, than you um, expected to do so. Laura, talk to me about, a bit more about what you mean by formula feeding society. So I suppose in, in Ireland, you know, about maybe like half the babies in Limerick, you know, um, would um, would be fed breast milk or half the babies would be fed, um, you know, formula milk. And there can be kind of little myths around that, um, oh, formula is just as good, uh, modern formula is just as good as what, um, you know, breast milk is. But actually what the science says is actually no formula protects your baby from infections and diseases the way breast milk um, does. And this is because of the unique ingredients in a mother's own milk that's made for her baby with antibodies and immune um, substances in breast milk that are not found in, um, you know, in formula. So for um, example, you know, formula doesn't lack the hormones that regulate weight and appetite and all of the good um, antibodies are passed through um, mother, you know, through her breast milk, which helps babies to fight, um, you know, but infections. I, mean, I remember being in the maternity hospital and even though it wasn't aimed at me, um, pretty maybe, obviously, I, I, there were a lot of messages around breastfeeding. There were a lot of posters up and it, it was certainly strongly encouraged. Yeah, it is. And certainly we would kind of be emphasising the role. The partners have a real, um, you know, supportive role for this. And just as Sandra said, they're 
you know, um, if all parents, including dads, want the best for their babies and want to give them the best start. So lots of dads are very helpful in supporting their partners to breastfeed, you know, and all that, you know, entails. But partners aren't left out. I mean, dads and partners are certainly really important around all that good skin-to-skin contact, which helps to um, calm and to soothe babies. And there are loads of cuddles and changing nappies and breast burping and bathing babies. So it's a family affair. And I suppose when someone is breastfeeding, it does take, um, you know, a lot of people to, you know, support the mum and the babies. And certainly dads and partners have a really important um, role to play in that. And we are seeing that, I suppose, in mothers who are successfully um, managing to breastfeed for as long as they wish. One of the important things they would say is that, you know, I did have the help of my partner. I did have the help of my friends to actually, you know, to get me through it and to um, to encourage me, um, you know, as much as they can. All right. We're ch- chatting to Laura McHugh, who's the HSE's National Breastfeeding Coordinator. And there's a lot of events happening locally around National Breastfeeding Awareness Week. And uh, a listener is saying uh, on 0861239595, what about the women who just don't do it? give up it gets really tough and they decide not to continue and then they beat themselves up over it Uh, what can you say about that mums who feel they didn't do uh, their best for the baby in the end because it was so difficult in their experience and that comes in from Rachel who says I often regret it but I had a terrible time a number of different factors and I'd hate to have a mum now listening feeling bad about it yeah, so certainly I suppose, Joe, it's really important to say that mothers are not to blame for not meeting their own goals around feeding their baby. You know, it's certainly, it's certainly, it is an emotive topic and it's certainly something that, you know, resonates with a lot of people and that, and those feelings around, you know, um, maybe, you know, not, not doing what you, you know, wish to do would stay with people for a long time. So, um, you know, that's really important just to acknowledge that lots of people do have very, um, you know, emotive feelings around feeding their babies and, but it is certainly, not a blaming game on mothers. What we would, I suppose, kind of always just advise that mothers try and seek out the help and support that's available to them so they can make those informed decisions around feeding and get the help that they need so they can make whatever decision they um, would like to do around feeding. For some mothers, they choose not to feed, but for many more mothers, they'd like to feed, but for whatever reason, it doesn't work out for them. I suppose that's what we want to highlight as part of this week. It's really to highlight the supports that are available for parents and don't hesitate to seek them out. And then that can give them, you know, the, I suppose the skills or kind of, you know, the supports around them to make the best decision that they can for their family. And every family is unique and mothers will make the best decisions for them based on their own circumstances. Uh, and Laura, where can people go online to find out more about the resources and about National Breastfeeding Awareness Week locally too? Yeah, so in Limerick we have um, on the hsc.mychild.ie website we've lots of details about breastfeeding support groups that are running in Limerick as Sandra mentioned, particularly our hospital support, we do have our public health nurses and we do have lactation consultants working in the hospital and the community and if you go on to mychild.ie you see details of the hospital support, Abbey Field, our online our online um, virtual group that runs every week and um, every Wednesday across the Midwest region and our volunteer support run by um, Friends of Breastfeeding. Also this Sunday, we have a very nice family event and arts exhibition taking place in the Hunt Museum from 1 to 4. So it's a real family event, bring um, bring everyone along. And it's really, I suppose, um, focusing on some of the points we're talking about here, about fighting the stigma of breastfeeding and just trying to normalise what breastfeeding looks like um, within, our, uh, within our community. Okay. And finally, did COVID set it back that obviously the resources, you know, certainly those um, groups that proved so helpful weren't as readily available? 
Yeah, so I suppose a lot of services and um, breastfeeding services were very quick to react because we couldn't meet in person. But the the advent, I suppose, of virtual and online technologies was the only way that lots of these mothers could meet. So very pleased that they, you know, those um, online groups started up. But also since COVID, our mothers are telling us, you know, actually we do want these groups to remain. So this we were kind of promoting more of the hybrid. So there are virtual and in-person options available for our mothers. Um, so that's been a very very welcome um, development and it makes export a bit more accessible because for some mothers, you know, they're not able, not able maybe to get into America, you know, or be able to, um, you know, go and meet in person, but they can log on every Wednesday um, to the virtual support group. Right. Very good. Thank you so much for talking to us this morning. Laura McHugh, who's the HSE's National Breastfeeding Coordinator and great to chat to Live 95's own Sandra Quinn about her experience too. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today.